We've all heard the phrase, "The truth is out there." The tagline, made famous by the popular television show The X Files, gained a massive following and helped question the possibilities of UFOs and extraterrestrial life. Nowadays, the term is used for various reasons, or jokingly through gifs, memes, or bumper stickers. But what about those who believed that the truth was indeed out there and decided to go looking for it? In this video, we will look into the stories of those who felt it was their duty to investigate, explore, and expose the secrets of UFO and alien phenomena, and what fate awaited them. In most cases, the people, famous or not, have either been silenced, threatened, or potentially fatally harmed in their quest to discover the truth about our place in the cosmos and connection to the others beyond. Why do those seeking the truth suddenly disappear or become silent? Are the men in black actually real? And are we really at risk for asking questions? Let us conduct our own investigations into what is real and what is protected. Is it really for our own benefit? Let's find out before they silence us. It's no secret that governments will do almost anything to ensure that information considered to be sensitive or of top secret nature is kept under wraps. Sometimes going to extreme lengths to shut down the source of any leak. Two of the most common whistleblowers to attempt exposure of classified information for the benefit of public knowledge are Edward Snowden and Julian Assange. These men have divided opinion across the political and social landscape. With their public disclosures and leaking of documents on all things related to government cover-ups and the spreading of lies over the years, some consider these men to be traitors. Others see them as heroes. But no matter what feelings one has of the men and their actions, the fact that Snowden is currently in hiding in Russia and Assange has been imprisoned shows that the government wish to keep them out of the spotlight. To an extent, both men are lucky to be alive. For others, the same fate was not so favorable. In the case of Max Spears, the possibility that government officials or more sinister parties being involved in silencing his thoughts, opinions, and exposure of UFO phenomena may, in fact, have led to his untimely death at the age of 39. Spears was born in Canterbury, England, on the 22nd of December 1976, and from an early age was very much interested in conspiracy theories, UFOs, and government cover-ups. Having gained traction by other paranormal and conspiracy enthusiasts, Spears would expeditiously rise through the ranks, and become known initially for his outlandish claims that during his younger years he had been abducted and schooled to serve as a super soldier on other planets and dimensions by shadowy figures and organizations. He would also suggest to reporters and in interviews that whoever was behind his slavery in the alternative reality had laid certain provocative words. And directions which lay dormant in his brain. When the time was right, the prompt would be given to Spears to carry out whatever actions the organization wanted, all of which he would be oblivious to, due to the mind control techniques performed on him as a young boy. Though his claims were considered to be far out and eccentric, such sinister experiments have been well documented and portrayed on screen in relation to MK Ultra in films and TV shows. Such as the Manchurian Candidate and Stranger Things, by using mind control to turn ordinary citizens or soldiers into robotic killing machines, 
through drug use and other brain-altering techniques, has been exposed and condemned, especially in the United States. Spears claimed to have been part of a similar UK-based program known as the Mannequin Project, which operated in the same fashion as MKUltra, but also experimented in human cloning to build super-soldiers, thus creating an army for governmental use. According to James Cosbold, another source claiming to be part of the project, he stated that Project Mannequin was started in 1972 and is still being run from a six-level underground facility beneath the small town of Peasmore in Berkshire, known in intelligence circles as AL-499 Base. It is also suggested that it is run by the National Security Agency in the USA, the government network which Edward Snowden recently blew the whistle on. The extravagant claims continued from Spears, but nonetheless he gathered more and more followers, who became interested in what he had to say. Audiences became engrossed in his telling of psychic, astral, and remote viewing attacks, which were made upon him to test his capabilities, as well as attempting to prevent him exposing the mysteries of the secret societies and alien lifeforms which were controlling the Earth. As time progressed, and Spears became more and more talked about in conspiracy circles, it can be assumed that this was the moment that the government made their move. In July of 2016, Spears travelled to Warsaw, Poland, to take part in an interview and to attend public conventions to discuss his knowledge and uncovering of UFO phenomena. During the interview, he seemed to act strangely and had to pause numerous times, leading those involved to believe that he was unwell, drunk, or on drugs. Having suffered a pelvic injury years before, Spears had unfortunately developed a drug problem, which resulted in heavy use of heroin and other opioids, which he tried hard to quit. Whilst in Poland, an email correspondence between a lady named Monica Duval, a sci-fi publisher with whom Spears was staying with on his travels, and a mysterious figure called Madeline, a quantum therapist was conducted. Both women noted and discussed his condition, and believed that he suffered from paranoid schizophrenia and a personality disorder. Max Spear died on the 16th of July, 2016, and was found on the sofa in the house he was staying in Warsaw. What is known of the cause of death is that he died following an extremely high fever, which he had developed over the course of 24 hours. It was also noted by a doctor at the time that Spears had vomited a mysterious dark brown fluid. Following the death of Spears, it was reported that the attending doctor did not inform the authorities about the incident and that his death was not officially disclosed until the 30th of August 2016. An autopsy did not take place. Before his death, Spears was seemingly planning to expose high-ranking politicians, celebrities, and other influential figures regarding their practicing of black magic, as well as their influence and practicing of UFO communications. Some of his friends and followers strongly believed that the astral attacks he spoke of were amplified by the highest order and had finally managed to end his life, the dark fluid he emitted being a symbol of the occult. To most people, the death of Max Spears can be attributed to either drug use or an underlying condition that presumably stopped his heart. However, the aftermath and chilling messages left behind by Spears may press us to think twice. In the events following his death, it is noted that his body had deteriorated so much that the authorities recommended that his family and loved ones not view it. For those who dared to look, recalled that the face was so decomposed it was barely recognisable to those who knew and loved him. The strangeness regarding the autopsy that never happened, as well as his horrific appearance, 
were amplified due to his laptop being completely erased of all its contents and SIM card being taken from his cell phone by the authorities. It would certainly appear that whatever Spears knew or had documented was much more important than what caused his death. There have been many within the conspiracy theorist circle who have seen with their own eyes and spoken about agent-like figures who followed Spears during his talks and seminars. Could these have been the high order controlling his thoughts and movements? Perhaps the most haunting proclamation from Spears was through a text message to his mum, Vanessa, just days before he died. Your boy's in trouble. If anything happens, investigate. The agent-like figures who followed Spears may have seen normal due to the information and evidence he was claiming to be true. An easy comparison would be the shadowy government organization from the 1997 sci-fi movie Men in Black. The characters are portrayed as specially trained agents who communicate, confer, and fight various forms of alien life forms, as well as using mind control techniques on the public to defer their curiosity or erase their memory. The themes and storylines became a box office hit and spawned two sequels. But what if there was indeed an undisclosed group of agents who were in touch with extraterrestrial life, or perhaps from another planet themselves? In the case of Dr. Herbert Hopkins, the possibility was very, very real. In September 1976, Dr. Hopkins was acting as a consultant regarding a potential UFO teleporting case, and had been drafted due to his knowledge of science and hypnotism, for which he had practiced numerous times. One night, whilst alone at his house in Old Orchard Beach in Maine, he received a telephone call by an unnamed source, claiming to be from the New Jersey UFO Research Organization. After agreeing to meet for a general chat later that evening, Hopkins hung up the phone and walked to the front of the house to find, much to his amazement, a man walking towards the house in a black uniform. With no means of transport nearby or a car in the driveway, Hopkins was immediately struck by the instant arrival of the visitor, which was merely seconds after the phone call had ended. The man was bald with no facial hair or eyebrows, with an odd-shaped nose and set of ears. According to Hopkins, the man's extremely pale complexion was enhanced by the strikingly red lipstick which he seemed to be wearing. At one point during the conversation, which Hopkins seemed oddly relaxed and happy to divulge his findings, the slender man asked Hopkins to remove two coins from his pocket. Not knowing how the humanoid knew this, and being somewhat possessed by the man's presence, Hopkins done as he was told. The coin which the doctor held in his hand became the focus of the visitor's terrifying gaze, and within a few seconds, seemed to discolor, fizzle out, and disappear completely, without any physical touch. Needless to say, the doctor was stunned, and his fears were intensified, as the strange man referred to the death of the first claimants of alien abduction, Barney and Betty Hill. The couple from New Hampshire publicly claimed to have been the victims of alien abduction in 1961, which caused a massive investigation into the phenomena with Barney unfortunately passing away eight years later due to cerebral hemorrhage. When asked about the relevance of the couple, the figure quietly threatened Hopkins by requesting he destroyed all of his work and findings relating to teleportation, and inferred that Barney Hill's death was due to his heart dissolving and disappearing, much like the coin trick. Taking this as a direct threat on his own life, Hopkins along with his terrified dog ordered the man to leave and ushered him to the door. Upon doing so, Hopkins noticed the man's sudden slur in speech and lack of strength as he left the premises, as if he were losing all forms of energy 
before a large blue light engulfed the driveway and flashed before disappearing along with the man in black. Hopkins' immediate reaction was twofold. Burn and destroy all of his documentation on the UFO-related task and locate the New Jersey UFO Research Organization for answers. The documents were erased, but as for the institute from which the man in black claimed to be from, such institute never existed. Another form of silencing those who investigate or claim to have evidence of UFO phenomena is to discredit the source from which it came. Two men who claim to be the focus of a political witch hunt, personally and professionally, are Louis Elizondo and Dr. Stephen Greer. Louis Elizondo is a former army counterintelligence agent for the US military, who was also employed by the Secretary of Defense for Intelligence. In 2017, Elizondo, having resigned from his post with the Department of Defense, decided to join an independent group of UFO and aerospace enthusiasts named to the Stars Academy, which is co-funded by former Blink-182 guitarist Tom DeLonge. After joining the group and subsequently showing his face as a public figure and consultant on aerial mechanics and phenomena, it wasn't long before the government would reveal video footage that is considered to be real evidence of unidentified craft. These would become known as the Pentagon UFO tapes. Groundbreaking reports from the New York Times and other news outlets regarding top-secret missions, government funding, and UFO programs began to circulate, and serious questions were being asked that demanded answers. Elizondo would be one of those to speak out about such programs and his role within it, as during his tenure with the DoD from 2008 to 2017. He claims to have been director of the Advanced Aerospace Threat Identification Program. The purpose of this outfit and Elizondo's responsibilities, according to the New Yorker magazine, was to focus on the future of warfare, but reporting almost exclusively about UFOs. The black and white Pentagon tapes, which were recorded by Navy pilots, one in November of 2004 and two in January 2015, show clearly the capturing and subsequent following of crafts, which are moving at high speed, much to the amazement of those who filmed them. Having been analysed and discussed by many ufologists over the years, they were eventually confirmed by the US Department of Defence that they were indeed real. The coinciding of the tapes and Elizondo's newfound popularity and celebrity status led to many TV shows, podcasts, and primetime news interviews, which the government had to stifle at some point. Although the Pentagon confirmed that the AATIP did indeed exist, they referenced Elizondo by name and claimed that he had no assigned responsibilities with the program and that it had expired years earlier. This apparent sabotage of their former employee led many of those in the media to question Elizondo's motives, testimonies, and character, which took a personal toll on him. In an interview with the Black Vault, he states, Emotionally, it was very disappointing, but not surprising. There are elements in the Pentagon that are seriously upset with me for breaking rank in their eyes. The easiest way to hush the new voice of conspiracy would be embarrassment and defamation on a global scale which finally led Elizondo to file a complaint with the agency's Inspector General, claiming a coordinated campaign to discredit him for speaking out. Whether or not he is telling the truth, what cannot be ignored is the timing and consistent pushback with regards to Elizondo and his public revelations. For Dr. Stephen Greer, the same attempts to discredit or silence him have been discussed at length over the years. Greer has many academic honors to his name, such as a BS degree in biology, 
and an MD degree from James H. Quillen College of Medicine of East Tennessee State University. He also received his medical license in 1989, working within hospitals and medical centers, and since becoming one of the world's leading ufologists, is also a meditation teacher, which is heavily woven within his teachings and experiences with extraterrestrials. Having claimed to have witnessed and been brought back to life by otherworldly beings after an accident when he was 17, and having another unique encounter with UFOs in his 30s, Greer has dedicated his life to teaching, writing, and pushing the boundaries when it comes to understanding the cosmos, our role within it, and the possibilities of connecting with other life forms within the expanse of space. During an interview with Danica Patrick on the Pretty Intense podcast, Greer states that he has no fear for his life, despite numerous attempts to discredit and threaten him. According to Greer, the head of army intelligence in 1992 challenged him and attempted to shut down his program due to clearance restrictions. When Greer refused, the threats became more serious. However, being a very spiritual person and having claimed to experience death and awareness of eternal beings here and beyond, he told the officer, I'll be more trouble to you on the other side. Miraculously, according to Greer, this settled the dispute and apparently the officer was fully aware of the doctor's knowledge and experiences that at least here on earth and in physical form, there would be some element of controlling him. He also claims that he had spoken with a chief scientist of the naval labs in Washington who gained access to the files, which explicitly showed scientists had mastered anti-gravity and gravity control in October of 1954. Having this knowledge and taking it to the heads of business, Greer relayed the point to Lawrence Rockefeller that oil, gas, and coal were not necessarily needed due to the science he had come across. However, this was quickly shut down by the elite, as he states that money through fear is what controls the world. By having no fear of retaliation of his UFO exposure and pursuing of contact with ET lifeforms, Greer has had his fair share of death threats, one of which was recorded on his answering machine by his wife. In July 2004, a distorted, robotic voice from an untraceable source can be heard saying, stop prying into government matters or dire consequences will result. Needless to say, the attempts to shut down, discredit and threaten Dr. Stephen Greer's work, family and life have backfired to an extent as he continues to generate new media, books, seminars and even phone apps to educate and inform those seeking the truth of what is out there. In today's society, freedom of expression is greatly encouraged, but restricted due to potential harm. Freedom is not considered free anymore, and knowledge may not necessarily mean power. To open one's mind to what truths may be out there, to be acknowledged and explored, is a fascinating opportunity and possibility. However, one must tread carefully in these highly monitored times. To question history, misconstrued facts, or our place here on Earth, may come at a great cost for those who wish to keep them secret. We must, however, remain resolute in our goal to understand what it is to be human and where we are in the ever-changing events around and beyond us. Until next time, be on the watch and keep questioning.